Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good evening. Jono here with Eugene. No Simon this evening. As you know, it's only two of us. And, well, I think if we were to do a straw poll, people would say that we were the two favoured, so it's probably a good thing. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad. I, I'm glad you didn't introduce yourself as the king tonight because you've been chopped down, yeah. Super Brew. You've fallen mm. down the ladder today, so you're no longer the king. I think you're now sitting in 38th something 37th 37th if you don't mind and i've certainly never been the king of anything prediction ever. <laughs> it could be raining outside i could predict it was still raining and it'll have stopped briefly like that's how yeah I, bad my power of that prediction was the, is my first reason that you that was my first reason i think you didn't introduce yourself introduce yourself as the king but the second reason is maybe because king coley was back on the throne today with his wonderful hundred mm. Yes. So, okay, let's start there. We just talked about it off air. What are your thoughts on farming the strike? The the result was never going to change by that point. But I, and I think Robbo would agree with me, like respect the game. Like if you're going to win the game, win the game. I think it's poor to farm the strike just for Coley to try and get his 100. And then he stares that poor young bowler down who bowled him that. He bowled him a legitimate ball. He was trying to bowl a slower ball bouncer. Yes, it was a wide. But then there was another wide that you just rightly pointed out, and the umpire didn't give it almost because he wanted to see Coley get his 100. 
I'd have thrown it down, you know, fine leg was up. I'd have just thrown one two yards down the leg side and just come, it's not about you, mate. Respect the game. <laughs> or maybe a hundred in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred's a hundred, in my opinion, irrespective of whether you need to farm the strike. Put it this way. If Bangladesh had scored more runs, he wouldn't have had to farm the strike. So technically, they played so shit that he had to farm the strike in order to get to a milestone. I'm all about the team first. The team had won the game. They're not in a position where net run rate's an issue. That was the first question that I was that I was up and up and thinking about was is net run rate going to come into this and therefore are India ruining this? The answer is no. Them and New Zealand are the form sides that are just absolutely, you know, destroying everybody that that sort of walks in their path at the moment or comes in their path. So from my perspective, respect to him for scoring that hundred. I'm a little bit disappointed in your favorite umpire in it, Richard Illingworth for not giving that wide. You know, I think there are laws within the game. You have to stick within those laws. If for some reason the bowler decides to purposefully bowl a wide ball so that Kohli doesn't get his 100, that's his prerogative. It happened in the CPL once, and it was a pretty disappointing thing to see. But, you know, cricket's cricket, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Kohli's a phenomenal batsman. He had some fantastic shots today. But yeah, I just, I just think just play the game, like win the game, lose the game, draw the game. If it's obviously in the Test arena, um, score a hundred. I just, a I just think it's a bit egotistical. Milestones are part of it. Milestones are part of it, right? Of course they are. But I just think just play the game, like you know. I think there's a thing on it. Doesn't he need maybe now one more to equal Sachin's hundreds record in? I know. I know he scored like his forty-seven hundred over games. Could do. Yeah. I know it was forty. I know. Yeah. It was so I think didn't Sasha get forty-nine? It. Yeah, possibly. Sasha maybe got forty-eight or forty-nine. I think. I remember hearing that at the start of the tournament that he could he could overhaul his record. So that might have played a part in it. But I'm not sure you'd ever have seen the great that is Sasha Tendulkar farm in the strike in order to get it. He probably would have had enough confidence to know that he was going to do it. <laughs> Well, at some point anyway, that's just my yeah. personal view. You know, you'll, you disagree with me a little bit. No doubt Robbo would disagree with me if Robbo was on air with me tonight. <laughs> Although we, we have had in record-breaking news, Robbo agreed with me for the third time ever last night, I think, about something which almost blew my socks off. But to get back to the game, I mean, Bangladesh started pretty well, didn't they? And yeah. Two openers went well. I think they, the first wicket went down for 93 and they looked like they were set for a big score. I mean, obviously, missing Shakib is a huge loss for them. And I kind of don't know what, you know, Mamadullah's done well. He's probably their other superstar, along with uh, Mustafa Rahman, the, the wicketkeeper. Mm. I just don't know what they're kind of hiding down the order for. I mean, two, four, six. Oh, sorry. No, I'm talking about Mushfaqir Rahim, the wicketkeeper. So he's coming at six and Mamadullah's seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think they were worried about the finisher. So you know, I mean, they did a great job at finishing. By the way, yeah, they really scored some runs. And and mm. we were having this discussion the other night. I can't remember if it was me or you or me and Robert, but we are seeing that the tier one nations versus the tier two nations. The tier one nations have the depth across their side, no matter where you bat, where you bowl, etc. What we're finding with the tier two nations is you have a couple of guns and a couple of fill-in players, aka club cricket in whichever county you insert here. 
So it's one of those where, you know, I, I, you could see by the, the Indian side, they were just phenomenal. You know, everything they did was clinical, a catch in. I mean, how good was Ravinder today? Just catch it backward point. That was to get rid of oh, Rahim. Yeah. yeah. That was a, it was a superb catch, but I think they were just outbeaten in yeah, all three facets it. today. Oh yeah. Yeah. That thing was whizzing. Uh, and his, his, his post catch celebration was also pretty interesting. I don't know what it means, but you know, next time he comes on the pod, we'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a coup, wouldn't it? The one big worry for India is obviously going to be Hardik Pandya who pulled up. I mean, you know, Coley had to bowl three overs, and you've never seen a bit stadium as three balls in this World Cup as when he seen as we correcting, seen as when we correcting mm. people, it's um, balls, and not Chris Brathwaite, it's Carlos Brathwaite. But thanks for for correcting me last night. Yes, yes, and and Rabada had a go at the batsman, not the bowler. Uh, yeah. um, you can correct yourself. <laughs> so we both we both made a couple of errors. Yeah. But yeah, Pandy is going to be a worry for them because he is the kind of... Uh, it was interesting listening to... Oh, his name's gone out of my head now. Who's the keeper uh, who commentates on Sky? No Crikey. idea. The New Zealand the keeper? The Indian wicketkeeper. No, oh, the Indian, Indian wicketkeeper. Oh, Dinesh um, Always dresses really well. DK, that's it, right. Yeah, yeah. So he was saying... He was talking to NASA and someone else and, he, and they were saying about the makeup of the side if, if Pandy can't play. Who do they pick? And he said, well, actually, I would bring in Shami. He would bring yep. in Sky and he would drop Thakur. And that wasn't something that had even crossed the mind of Nasser and whoever else he was talking to. So that could be really interesting because you lose your genuine all-rounder, but you then strengthen with a genuine batter and another genuine bowler. Thakur is not really proving to have going that well. He was going at seven and a half early. I mean, he ended up going at six and a half, one for 59 off nine. But you would say he is their weak link and, and probably the bowler that people look to target because in Jadeja and Kumar Yadav, you know, they, they've got two fantastic spinners. Uh, I mean, Jadeja, two for 38 from his 10, Yadav, one for 47 from his 10. Yeah, Pandya went down after three balls of his first over, funnily enough, trying to not not dive. He went with his feet, didn't he, to try and stop a ball that had been smashed back past him, close to the stumps that went for four, but did something to his left ankle upon landing. He's been for scans. We're not yet party to uh, the results of those scans, but, yeah, you know, Pandya's vice-captain. Uh, he's a, a, obviously a phenomenal striker of the cricket ball, and he's someone who can bowl at 85, 90 miles an hour in, in bursts. And he's going to be, you know, would be a real key part of that side. But, you know, when you've got people like Ashwin, Shami, Surya Kumar Yadav on the bench, you know, that, that Indian lineup is frightening. I think this is a blessing in disguise for India. Slightly controversial, but I don't rate Pandya. And it's not because he's not very good. I haven't seen of the matches he's played in this World Cup. He hasn't performed with a bat. He hasn't really performed with a ball. He's been pretty mm. average. So why not replace him? You know, I know you, you've rightly said he's mm. vice captain. It's really difficult to replace your vice captain, but I suppose that's why I made the comment, you know, this is maybe a blessing in disguise because you're going to have, to your point, you know, Shami and Sky come in because, you know, Thakur's just been bowling a pile of poo. I mean, his first three balls went 4-4, four, 4-6-4 four, four, four today. You know, he was going, <laughs> yeah. he just traveled everywhere. So, yeah, uh, blessing in disguise for me if, if Pandya doesn't play for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, so we will obviously wait to find out what the uh, the results are there. I mean, if we look at if we look at Bangladesh, 
Zed uh, went well, scoring 51. Litton Das got 66, probably threw it away off the bowling of Jadeja. Uh, I think caught long on from the real, maybe long off. Yep, yep. I just, you know, th- th- you look at that Indian bowling lineup and you think, where am I going to score a run other than Shardul Thakur? And he is the, the one kind of expendable member of that bowling lineup, isn't he? Well, you know, I'm surprised a, they took Greg Coley off. I mean, when you look at his his economics, he was the he was the most economical bowler today. He only went at four and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and his first ball was on the money as well, wasn't it? He just bowled this little wobbly in swinger for 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 his first ball, which was a dart, and then two ones, I think. But it's almost a bit like when Harry Brook bowled at Steve Smith in the Ashes in the summer. You know, the, the batters are just going, "I cannot get out to this fella." <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so yeah, but. He kind of just fell apart a little bit for Bangladesh, didn't it? Shanto, the captain, eight, he's struggling. Iraz, three from 13. You know, you, you look at three, four, five, you've got a bloke striking at 47, one at 23, another at 45. And then you, you've got your two big guns. I understand what you're saying about the finishers, but Mushfika Rahim comes in, scores at 82 and a half, and then Mamadullah comes in at scoring at almost 130. You know, there there are certainly in club cricket, people talk about your best players needing to face the most amount of balls. Mm. You've heard people talk about it when they say about Josh Butler wanting to open the innings in T20 cricket, your best player needs to face the most amount of balls. But it's almost like they've kind of gone the other way and that two of their best players are hiding down the order a little bit, which might kind of contribute to, to why they're not probably getting, the, getting it done in the way in which they'd like. I think the epitome for me in terms of how poor the batting performance was was watching their number nine farm the strike from the number 10 it was just it was one i was watching it going why is he not taking that single and then realized that the number 10 is so crap that Mm. he has to keep strike otherwise he's not going to be able to score runs the irony Mm. of it all their number 11 comes in and whacks boomer for six over extra cover no yeah that's nine and ten yeah 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 the number 10 but i mean look boomer looks good again doesn't he Bowling quick yeah. off that short, stuttery run up. Mohammed Siraj hasn't really set the competition on fire yet. Yeah, he got two for two for 60, but you know, he's a much better bowler than I think we've seen him, you know, how he's got about things so far in this tournament. But then, he, I mean, you look at you look at that Indian batting lineup. I mean, Sharma just looks so comfortable. He scored 48 from 40, so 120 strike rates, seven fours, two sixes. Shubman Gill threw it away, 53 from 55, so strike rate of 96, five fours, two sixes. Coley, 103 not out of 97 with six fours and four sixes. 13 from 25, two fours. You know, he's a much better player than that. Uh, and Cal Rahul, 34 not out. You know, this is a seller who's opened in test cricket. He's opened in one-day cricket. And he's coming in at number five. Mm. You know, you look at the rest of the order, you've got Pandya, who was obviously not there. Jadeja can bash it. Thaka has scored, you know, in test 50s. You know, Bumra can give it a slap. Yadav and Siraj probably maybe not so much. But, you know, every time I watch him, I'm just thinking, you can't really see past India winning this. Unless something goes horribly wrong. I just think they're a better all-round unit than any other side in the tournament. Yeah, totally agree. I think, as we said, them and New Zealand at the moment, front runners, you know, clearly one and two 
more than likely already going to make the semis, given that they've won. I think you and Simon mentioned it last night. You know, they've, they've now won, well, New Zealand had won four from four, only five games left. Mm-hmm. India now in exactly the same boat. I think tomorrow's game is going to be pretty interesting with Pakistan playing against Australia. That's yeah. going to be pretty interesting to see because those those two teams are both, you know, they, they need wins. I mean, when you look at it, Australia have played 3-1-1. Yeah. Pakistan played 3-1-2. This is now where you need to start winning games. And unfortunately for mm-hmm. Australia, it's another big game. They haven't had any yeah. winners yet, have they? No. They're literally just going no. from big game to big game to big game from a draws perspective. Mm-hmm. They don't have any easy points, shall we say that, like 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 the Netherlands did to South Africa, get those easy points for for them. <laughs> How are you feeling about that now? Have you have you kind of forgiven your countrymen yet, or are you, you know? Uh, I think I think we've taken a different we've taken a different tactic this year. We've we're choking early and avoiding the rush. Okay, nice, like it. Yeah, like not, it. Not 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 um, not creating any hope because that's the worst thing that kills you. That's a slow killer. So yeah, we discussed Superbrew before we came on air. So we were right about my Kamal Hotra and Roger yep. nineteen eighty five. Yep. From our week to his yellow cap and wooden spoon in the Super Brew pools. We need to talk about how is the what's the lineup gonna look like from our perspective on Saturday. So tomorrow is due to be me and Robbo again. Then in <laughs> well then in theory, I might be on my own, or it might be you and Robbo, <laughs> depending on what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Saturday might be an interesting one. I don't know I might have to no, I'm going to do tomorrow, and then yeah, I'm just going to let you and Robert have it on on Saturday. So regardless what happens, I can I can just be drunk somewhere, I, I, either I, celebrating I or commiserating. Yeah, I might not be available Saturday for some reason if we lose both of those games somehow. Although I can't see us really losing the rugby. If I'm honest, I think I saw something on BBC Sport. I think is it an ex ex player? I think he played in the 1995 thing, and he said. I will fall over backwards if we lose the rugby. Was he English or South African? No, he's South African. He played in the 95 World Cup winning side. I forget his name. But I was like, I mean, that's not really a a massive statement. You know, at least say. (laughs) He's not going to eat his like, (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, but at least say something that people are going to care about. I will fall over backwards. I mean, perfect. Cheers, mate. But yeah, look, I, I think we all expect South Africa to dominate that game. But sports a funny thing, right? You know, yeah. and in that eighty-minute match, anything can happen. Yep, I think it'll be one I of am, the first. I am really interested. Okay, I'm not saying well, we'll which see. way. I'm just saying I think it's going to be one in the first yeah, twenty minutes. No, I, no, I, th- I think you know it'd be it would be a surprise if England came out on top of, of that fixture. I think I'm. I, I think what offers more intrigue is the cricket. You know, if England, something England have failed to do so far in this tournament is take early wickets. You know, you've discussed the frailties of the South African lineup post number six, as was proven when they lost to Netherlands the other night. Other than Maharaj, who got 40, didn't he, down the order? But yeah, I, I think I think if, if England can get early wickets, then we, we're in with a chance. But if De Kock goes well, Bavuma goes well, and then you've got that absolute powerhouse middle order of Van der Dussen, Markram, Barson, and Miller. Crikey, you know, if they set that same platform that they did in the first couple of games, where they're 100 for none off 20, 
Yeah. And then you've got all those fireworks to come in afterwards. You know, England, England's batting lineup also haven't been able to replicate that. So I, I think that game offers more intrigue to me than the than the rugby because I think the rugby could turn out to be a bit of a one-way street, but we, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, um, that's an interesting permutation for you is if Pakistan, sorry, if Australia beat Pakistan tomorrow, then it'll be yeah. Pakistan played for 1-2, Australia played for 1-2. If England beat South Africa on Saturday, it'll be England played for 1-2, South Africa played for 1-2, all on exactly the same amount of points. Crikey. So, so that's an interesting permutation. Teams then. Six teams yeah. basically fighting well, out for two spots throughout the... Well, And who's got the easier run-ins then? Because England have I've, played Afghanistan and the Minnows, but we've still got... Oh, and Bangladesh. Yeah. So, yeah. crikey. Yeah. yeah. Maybe about yeah, this England team not being set up to win this tournament in the same way yeah. they were in 2019, but also this being a tournament where we expect sides to lose games. Like what? What was your view on that when you were listening to it today? Well, I, I, I know that you said that when you and Holty and the guys were travelling back, and you said you don't expect this England team to. They don't look like they're set up. That was the reason why I didn't. When in my picks in the in the very first episode, didn't mm. pick England to make the semi-finals. Um, I think I think there's too many other sides that are a lot stronger than them. I know that they look very good on paper, but it's not on paper that counts. So, I agree with I agree with you guys, and that's why I made my prediction the way I did. And in terms of it being a World Cup where we expect people to drop points and lose games, you know, that I know that it's easy to say now because it's happening, but do we expect that to continue to happen? Yeah, I do. And and there's a reason for it. The one thing that we are seeing more and more of is the tier two nations are playing better and better cricket, which means that where they used to win one game and it was a bit of a shock, they're now putting in those consistent performances. Instead of once every 10 games, they're now putting it in once every four or five games. So yeah. I, I expect there to be more games where, you know, the Netherlands, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Bangladesh. are gonna yeah. are, are really going to turn up and, and turn some of the, the, the sides that you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, you know, I originally said I don't think it'll happen to New Zealand and India, but, mm. you know, this is cricket and anybody can win on the day. Yeah. So thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you to you, Eugene, as always. It's a pleasure to be in your company again once more, friend. Tomorrow, Australia and Pakistan. And we will be, I will be back with you with Robbo tomorrow, not evening, because you'll then get it the morning after, but you know what I mean. But thanks for joining us again. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you shortly. Cheers for now. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.